Three, two, one. Great. Ooh, I love that little, the wave that formed when I did that snap was like, ping. it's really I thin. love that. And, uh, I can't wait for you to see this wave, baby, when I send it to you. Mm. I promise not to review it. I mean, I guess I will see that one because that's the one I'll need to line up, but like, I won't care about how thin it is. <laughs> it's going to be so thin. It's like me, so thin. <laughs> Actually, not, I came home. I know. I saw this tweet. <laughs> and my <laughs> mom was. was like, I left the room and my mom goes to my brother, uh, Matthew looks really good with the weight that he put on. <laughs> And I was like, I did not gain weight. And so I went on my mom's scale and I weighed two pounds less than what I weighed uh, when I was here in January, like through the holidays and everything. Right. And then I told my mom, I was like, excuse me, I weigh two pounds less, mother. And she was like, it's all in your ankles. <laughs> I l- think you look great at any weight. Yeah. And that's what, like, then I was napping on the couch and yeah. I woke up to my mom poking my ankles to make sure I wasn't retaining water in my ankles. <laughs> Uh, do your ankles look different? I don't know. Check out my ankles next time you see me. I mean, I'll take your mom's word for it. And I just feel like, well, you know, my mom is a liar. <laughs> I do not think of that. Mama Steele has never lied. Not once to me. She li- so. this, this is her lying era. Well, we all evolve as people. So maybe she's in a lying era. I love that for her. If so, <laughs> work. <laughs> if so, I say work. <laughs> When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to 2 Game Match, the podcast. It's Matt Palmer. And it's Matt Steele. And I don't know if you can tell because of our beautiful sound quality, which I hope sounds beautiful, but mm. we're actually recording remotely this week. Matt Steele is back home in New Jersey. I How know. is New Jersey treating you, Matt Steele? New Jersey is beautiful. It is about a thousand degrees in my bedroom oh. because I don't have my wall unit air conditioner in my bedroom uh, blasting because, mm. you know, we have to have, you know, good quality audio. If it, this podcast was just like the sound of an air conditioning, what would people listen to? They'd just be looking hey. at a really, really skinny Matt Steele. Um, <laughs> On screen, if they're watching this on YouTube. Hey, I start, I keep our AC on when we record here because I'm like, you know what? It's fine. And like, it's the summertime in LA and like, I will not be sweltering and like dying of thirst and sweating all over the microphone. Like, no, thank you. So, you know, if we got some AC in the background, everyone will live. I sometimes I listen to podcasts that are not ours and not to shade anybody, but sometimes I'm like, the audio quality here is so fucking bad and so many people listen to this podcast. How do your ears not hurt? Like, And also, like, how as the podcaster, as the engineer, are you looking yourself in the mirror? You know how I feel about quality. It just is something I had to get off my chest. This is something that Matt Palmer prides himself on. Oh. It's like, we could literally have the most boring podcast on the planet, but it will sound great. <laughs> 
I went to school for this. It would be an embarrassment to my institution if our audio quality was garbage. But I just, some people just put their stuff out there and they don't mind. And I guess they have all these listeners who don't mind either. But it's like, are you just recording a Zoom like chat between you and your friend, girl? Like, no, let's get some microphones. Does it hurt you whenever we do do this remotely and like I have my slightly cheaper microphone? No, because it's still... It still sounds pretty great. I think for remote podcasts, like especially the ones where you hear people like, oh, I'm rec- like doing an interview with someone who doesn't have like podcast equipment and I give them more leeway. Of course. But that the quality from your less expensive microphone is lovely. For how cheap this microphone was, it's like it works. Like it's good. It does. You it know. sounds very good. Anyway, no we're, we're, not gonna, we're not going to bore the people. <laughs> <laughs> with this they're like we don't give a shit about this i know they really um, don't but yeah it's i'm in new jersey it is about a thousand degrees i also came home um i uh flew into newark which means i can just take new jersey transit down to the trenton area and the train mm-hmm. station gets off like really close to my house and um uh and so I get off the train. My brother picks me up from the train station, and I live like two minutes away from the train station. And mm-hmm. my mom, I come in, my mom hugs me, and then she sits down and she just looks at me. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And she's just like, do you have anything to tell us? And I'm like, no. Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> like, I, I, I'm ex- I, hello, I love you, I miss you. And she's just like, well, why did you come here? And I was like, <laughs> Uh, because I wanted to see you and I usually go home, you know, a couple times a year. And she's like, well, there was no like reason, like there wasn't a wedding or anything uh, to come home to. So I figured you wanted to come home now. Like, I thought you were going to like bring a guy. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was just like, you thought I was just going to like surprise. I brought like some guy I'm dating here. (laughs) Oh my God. So, and she was like, well, yeah, or you came, you were going to come here and tell us like, you know, you're suddenly famous or something. And I was just like, no, I'm so sorry. I just came here because I love you. Sorry to disappoint. Um, (laughs) But, um, but I mean, between that and also your mom messaging you after you talked about like how it's difficult being a gay actor. And she was like, oh, is this the reason why you don't get any parts? Like she's been kind of reading you for filth lately. And I love it. (laughs) 2022 is the year Mrs. Steele just like nails me down and uh, slaps me across the face. And we love that. We love an Italian mother who just tells it like it is. Um, But yeah, so I've been in Jersey. I've been having a very good time. And uh, just yesterday I saw uh, like a bunch of my friends from high school and their husbands and their children. We are my one friend Beth just bought a new house and it has a pool, uh, which is very exciting. She bought a house in like south-ish Jersey. And Mm -hmm. um, so we all went down there and uh, it was, you know, part of my job was to make sure none of the kids drowned. And I succeeded. Congratulations. Um, thank you so much. So that was very fun. We had a good time. It was good seeing everybody. Um, and I don't know, just a lot of uh, late night chatting with my brother. Uh, my sleep schedule whenever I get to New Jersey is just a complete disaster always. Because right. A, because of the time difference. And B, because um, my my brother, he's a, he's a, a elementary school librarian. So he mm. has, you know, the summers off. So he's able to, he lives, you know, probably about like 30 minutes away. Um and uh, which in New Jersey terms is far, but, you know, it's not. But uh, <laughs> uh, but so he's been staying here for the week that I'm home. Uh, and so, you know, whenever he's here and I'm here, we always stay up late every single night. Um, you know, and by late, I, we mean like until like 530 in the morning every single night. We're just like oh in God. the living room just talking about literally anything. It always, you know, comes back to either how can we become famous 
or uh, <laughs> or we talk about uh, the problems with the education system in the United States. Wow. <laughs> so we go deep in our late night yes. conversations. But yeah, so that ruins my sleep even more. Um, so it's 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 a very chaotic week here in New Jersey, uh, but I'm having a good time. And, and uh, it's good. I think it's good that you're getting used to staying up late because we're about to stay up late Thursday night for when Beyonce finally drops Renaissance. Uh, and we, if anyone is going to be near their computers around 9 p.m. Thursday night L.A. time and want to listen to the album for the first time with us, we're going to have a live listening party session, which is a first for a full album, I think, that we've ever done. So the technology, we're really hoping holds up for all involved we hope we don't get any copyright strikes there's so many things that could go wrong but i just think we should all experience this moment together as two gay mats fans the kathy's so make sure to mark your calendars because and then you'll be awake for it you'll be awake to re-listen to it on the way home you'll be probably awake for four or five more listens before you get tired exactly (laughs) i love that yeah in fact i will actually never sleep again after the beyonce album comes out you shouldn't. None of us should. No. There we don't have time for sleep. We have to we have to stay awake for act 2 and act 3. <laughs> exactly. Or if, if that's how many acts there are going to be. I, the rumor is that's correct, but who knows? We don't know. We don't um, know. No one knows. No whatever one knows. whatever rumor you have heard, it's probably wrong. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, yes. uh, my weekend was also good. I watched important life-affirming film Sonic the Hedgehog 2 on Friday with Jackson. How was she? We know you love Sonic. I love Sonic, and Sonic 1 is very good. Sonic 2 is a little more kid-oriented. I felt like there were more like things for adults in Sonic 1, so it was cute. So I would love but- it. Yes, maybe you'd love it. It was just a little bit of a step down, but Idris Elba did a great job as Knuckles, and that was a great new addition. I liked meeting Tails here, so I would definitely recommend it. Natasha Rothwell, again, was great. Um, also, Shamar Moore, if you just want to look at a very handsome man. Shamar, Shamar is, Moore? Is, is Yes, he plays the man that uh, is engaged to Natasha Rothwell. Girl, so. I am booking a ticket now. <laughs> you know I love I mean, Mr. Moore. I love that you say this as if it's like unique. Congratulations, you have eyes. Like if all of us love Mr. Shamar more. Yeah, but he Everybody, loves me back. That's I don't know the difference. That's true. He doesn't know, know it yet, true. but he does. Well, anyways, <laughs> um, on speaking of weird things, on Saturday I went and saw Moulin Rouge at the Pantages for a second time because before they reached out and asked uh, me and Matt Steele to go to the premiere. Uh, Jackson and I had actually already bought tickets and had plans to go with uh, some friends of ours, some couple friends. And so we did that. And so I've seen it now twice. And it was fun to see them experience it. The set still looks beautiful. That lead man still sings his fucking face off. So I loved that. And then um, just today, I uh, went to Jackson's sister's house. She just moved to a house uh, and has done all this renovation with her husband essentially in the past like weekend, like maybe three weeks max. They've done painting, they've changed fixtures, they've done all this stuff that I'm like, I can't believe you've only been here for like three weeks at this point. It's truly wild. And then we went down to Long Beach to hang out with Sarah, friend of mine who just got engaged and hung out with her on the beach and just drove back up and got on here and started podcasting with you. So mm. it's been quite the weekend. That is, I, I also spent the weekend like learning about people's house renovations that they have done recently. And it's I... A- can you imagine owning a house? It's 
it's something that I'd like to imagine one day, but it just feels so like such an investment. And then like the idea to me of getting a house and having to renovate it seems hard. Uh, I want a turnkey. I want uh, to walk into a home and it's like, great. I have to do literally nothing. And I feel wonderful. But I just like hear all my friends just talk about all the stuff that they have to do when they own said home. And I'm just like, Oh my god! <laughs> like I just like my the heart pop. Even when they like get like new houses and everything that don't need much renovation, I still just right. like hear like oh something wrong happened with s- some sort of pipe or something, and I'm just like oh like my, my like my soul just caves in on itself, and I'm like <laughs> I couldn't imagine having to bear that responsibility. Well, hey, be proud of me. Over on Friday, uh, we had to buy a new water filter for underneath the sink, which we had one that the previous tenants had, but it was kind of, it was literally made for a restaurant. It was too complicated and kept leaking out when we tried to replace things. So I got a new one from Amazon, just kind of simple, but I got under there. Like a fucking, like Mario and Luigi the plumber, bitch. And I Ooh, was. Daddy. Oh my I God. Mean, I was locking screws in. I was using adapters. I was making sure there was no leaks. Cause again, I don't want us to go out of town, come back home to a like flooded apartment. Everything's a mess in our apartment. But I did it. We turned the water on and it worked. And it was like, did I just do that like did I do I have any skill set here because I felt like I didn't but maybe I do I am so proud of you you should treat yourself to a new Beyonce era (laughs) I think that is my my nice thing that I get for dealing with that plumbing also to to be like you several months ago I have been waiting on a new dining room table from Wayfair for I mean, obviously, in comparison to the couch, it's not that long, but like we're pushing on a month now. I just like I've been calling them every single day to be like, what's the update? Why did I get sent the wrong size table? I need the correct size table sent here as soon as possible. I sent a very stern email. And mm. then you got to get stern on those emails. And then they finally were like, oh, on Friday, I was like, okay, we're going to replace it. Thank you for accepting the different color. We have it in the right size. I've put the order in. It should be there on Sunday. I go into my Wayfair account, look in, and it's like, this order's on hold. We're investigating as to why there's a delay. And I'm like, I will kill you. (laughs) Like, I will spend the rest of my life fighting for this table. Because the issue was it was accidentally put the wrong size table in the back end of the website. But they were showing me the correct size table. I purchased it very cheaply. And then they're like, well, you actually in the back end ordered the 47 inch. It's like, well, that's not what it said. I will not be paying a cent more. And you will be sending me the table I ordered. Thank you. Ooh, is the table the new couch, ladies and gentlemen? The table. I mean, that's really the question. And maybe, maybe it is. Damn. It's upsetting. I just, I can't, how long did you wait for that couch? Uh, oh, God. I ordered it in October of 2021 and I received it, what, like April of uh, 2022? I, I can't wait seven months. I don't have seven months to wait for this table. I really don't. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I am so sorry. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, are we ready to jump into the news for idiots? Let's jump in, guys. It's a million degrees. My hair is deflating. But we still <laughs> got to deliver the news. We're journalists. And since this is the only thing, again, we talk about on this podcast, Beyonce <laughs> has released two things since we last spoke. She has released the track list <sighs> of uh, her new album, Renaissance. I mean, we're getting titles like I'm That Girl, Cozy, Alien, Superstar, Cuff It, Energy, Church Girl, Plastic Off the Sofa, Virgo, Virgo's Groove, Move, Heated, Thick, with a Q, uh, All Up in Your Mind, America Has a Problem, Pure Slash Honey, and Summer Renaissance. Matt Steele, I think you, have you already um, taken to Plastic Off the Sofa? I've, I've, I've claimed Plastic Off the Sofa. 
<laughs> that's my jam. That is my national anthem. I generally like to wait until I've heard at least a clip before I like go no. with a song. No. But Alien Superstar is kind of calling to me. And I've been reading yes. about how it might be the next single and how the label's very excited about it. And you look at all those people who wrote on it and like produced it and it looks like a fucking hit on paper. Okay. That's and what's the one with Grace Jones on it? Oh my gosh, that's move, the thing. I need, right? Is that move? Is move the one? Am, I, I need to look. The, my list right now doesn't have the features, but I think that makes sense. Yeah. And the fact that Grace Jones is on this album, and of course, this made like the viral clip of Grace Jones talking about Gaga go viral yet again on Twitter. And Matt Steele, you watched it. What does she say about Miss? Miss Germanata? Oh no, she she. There was an interview where she was talking about Lady Gaga, and I. And it was saying something like, would you want to collaborate with her or something like that? And she was talking about, she's like, oh, well, you know, it just seems like a lot of costumes, but uh, a little empty inside. It seems like there's no personality there. And it's like, did you really just say Lady Gaga has no personality? Like that is, that is... Those are some balls, ma'am. That is. I mean, gall- if you, if, that is something only Grace Jones should have the audacity to say. <laughs> like, that's the thing. Is like she has definitely earned the right to give her unfiltered commentary on today's artists. Back in the day when Christina used to talk shit about everybody from Beyonce to Lady Gaga, like she wasn't Grace Jones, so that's why people came for her. But it's like. Well, she's Grace Jones, guys. Like, I, there's no real feedback to give her. There is a heft to Grace Jones that I guarantee you, if Lady Gaga ever heard, like, that quote of her saying it, Lady Gaga was probably like, she's right. <laughs> I, Lady Gaga, do not have a smidge of personality. Thank that you, Grace Jones. It doesn't sound right, but when Grace says it, it's just like, yes, it, ma'am. It feels right, because it's like it she's does. she's an all-knowing, omniscient being. Um, it's funny, my... Uh, a friend of mine, one of my like best friends, she's a literary agent, and one of her clients uh, was Grace Jones. Um, oh. Like, or one of her agency's clients was Grace Jones. I don't think she directly dealt with uh, Grace Jones. And uh, they were trying to figure out, like, who should we put on our agency's website? And my friend was mm-hmm. just like, Grace Jones. <laughs> like, that is the Clearly. image that on the website that will, like, give us the clout and, like, make yes. us look badass as fuck. You know? 100%. And so... Grace Jones just has such power, and she, like, of course Beyonce got Grace Jones on this album. Of course she did. And I love that there are just two, I think it's just two songs with features. It's just Grace Jones and Thames, I want to say, and everything else is just Beyonce. I know! I was expecting there to be features everywhere. And, like, you know, sometimes features are great and everything, but I do feel like sometimes we abuse the feature button. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Like, I I feel like we've gone into, like, a feature-heavy era, and it's a little, like, come on, guys. I mean, in the world of Spotify, if you're a fan of DaBaby and not a fan of Dua Lipa, you're getting, you know, a levitating remix in your release radar because of it. So it's just, like, an algorithmic choice in a lot of ways. But, yes, Beyonce stands alone. She does not need a feature. She does not need the hottest rapper on every single track of hers. She's Beyonce. And if she does get a feature, it's Grace, like it's just like, the one feature is such a choice. Brilliant. 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 Did you hear about Jesus and Marrow? What? Jesus and Marrow comedy duo. They had a Showtime show. They had a podcast called The Bodega Boys. They were basically like if we were straight uh, black men in the Bronx, they were a comedy duo like us, and they split up this past week. Oh, no. Which is. I know, and it's a sign that we have to stick together. Oh, no. Because 
we can't be like Jesus and Meryl. And it like happened. It came out that the Showtime show wasn't coming back. Then it came out that the podcast wasn't coming back. And then it came out that the reason behind this is because um, Victor Lopez, the duo's longtime manager and credited producer on Jesus and Meryl, no longer was allowed to attend tapings or appear in meetings. He'd been accused of asshole behavior, including bullying, screaming, and generally making people on the show feel bad. Several formal complaints had been made. Jesus basically agreed with Showtime and wanted Lopez out, but Mero felt loyal to the manager who had been with the Bronx-raised duo for years. And it's like, we just can't let that happen. Whatever manager we get or don't get, we can't allow them to tear us apart. No, no manager will ever get in between us. No. Unless it is a manager that can make us millions of dollars. And then I'll be like, well, I can dump Matt Palmer for this. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, great. I look forward to that day when the headline is, poor Matt Palmer being looked over yet again. Our manager should be, uh, who's that little 21-year-old boy who was uh, the manager of those like uh, YouTubers and stuff on that documentary? Big Mouth or whatever. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know that. Big Mouth is the documentary? I, I I know Big Mouth is also the cartoon, but like there's a documentary as well uh, about like the people who want to be YouTube famous and like there's a manager mm. of uh, influencers and stuff and he's like 21 and he's like crazy but like good at his job. <laughs> Jesus this Christ. was like three years ago this came out or two years ago well that's far too long I, there's no way for me to remember that uh, did you know that Amanda Seyfried was up against Ariana Grande for the lead in the Wicked movie I heard that I know she really wanted that audition I know she really she wanted did. that part she was very public about it and you know what I would have allowed it I would, I would have been, right, I would have been I, happy if it happened because she is always good in everything I, I felt like there was discussion in the Discord about Amanda Seyfried vocally. Do you think vocally she would be able to handle the challenge of Glenda in the Wicked film? I think she would have been great. I, I obviously wow. like I don't. She wouldn't have been hitting those Kristen Chen with high C's or anything. But like right. I think she would have been able to. I think she would have been able to do Glenda. I think she would have been nailed the timing. I I I think Amanda Seyfried is really really great. I I mean I've I loved have her. loved. Yeah, no, I have no negative feelings about Amanda Seyfried. I don't know who would, but um, I don't remember. There was so much bad in the Les Miserables movie that I truly don't remember her performance at all. I actually really loved her in the Les Mis movie. Oh, wow. I think, I think she really brought like a character to Cosette. Um, I really enjoyed watching her in the Les Mis movie. I, yeah, I like her in everything. So wow, okay. If she was Glinda, I would have, she would have had my, my full-throated support. I love that. As, as Miss Grande does as well. We, we want good things for the Wicked movies. I um, was just listening to Ariana singing um, Still Hurting today. Oh. Just because I was in the car thinking about it. I actually had a dream about Jason Robert Brown's Stars in the Moon last night. I had a dream I was auditioning with that song or like singing that song for someone. And I had forgotten all the words. And I woke dare. up and I was like... I need to listen to Stars in the Moon just to make sure I get every word, every verse. What a classic piece of music. Oh, it's perfect. It's a perfect Truly. Song. Yeah. Oh, it's great. I love that man. Jessica Malaski, who sings the original. Ah, uh, amazing. Perfection. Yeah. Um, see that Marcel, the shell director, Dean Fleischer Camp, is going to be uh, directing the live action Lilo and Stitch. I did not know they were making a live action Lilo and Stitch. They're making a live action Lilo and Stitch. It's currently the 20th anniversary of the 2002 classic. I've never seen Lilo and Stitch, actually. But I hear it's amazing. People love it. I've uh, never seen Lilo and Stitch either. I went on a date with a guy recently. Um, mm. And uh, we hung out in his living room. And oh. for, after, after we, you know, we actually, we split dinner. Um, and okay. he bought me yogurt. It was very nice. Uh, very and nice. so we hung out in his living room. And uh, he... He was a 
big Lilo and Stitch fan. All right. Big. And so he had <laughs> he had stitches everywhere, and it was okay. like it was like really, really cute because he was like yeah. you know a, a burlier gentleman, and mm. uh, and I would would not have pegged him for a. Uh, uh, you know, a, a Lilo and Stitch stan, but he, right. there he was. And so I, I think people in the chat are upset that we have not seen Lilo and Stitch. We will. <laughs> we I would I would like to see it. Jackson's a big fan of it. And, you know, I feel like there was the whole article about the 20th anniversary and how the original director was saying, hey, our movie before Frozen was a story about sisters as well. And um, so it's something I'd very much like to see, but I just I've not done it yet. I apologize. It's going to happen, guys. At some point, we have a lot of li- uh, life to live. We're young. It's true. It's true. Uh, this is more for you, Matt Steele. But um, did you hear that Chris Evans is laser focused on finding someone, a partner to spend his life with at the moment? Why is this for me? Well, because then you can spend your life with him. You've literally been throwing yourself at Pete Davidson <laughs> over the past several weeks. But, oh, why is this for me? I don't know why I'd even care about Chris Evans trying to find a life partner. Hello, he's literally talking to you. Are you and this saying, is your response. Are you saying I'm desperate, Matt Palmer? No. <laughs> It is Mrs. Steele who is desperate for me to have I, a boyfriend right now. I did not. The, the word desperate never left my lips. But you do always ask, is he single? Does he have money? Can I just date this guy with money? Who's I, straight? I don't need and, to ask if Chris Evans has money. <laughs> but right. you know that he does. That's what I'm saying. And he's looking for a life partner. Look, Why would that not put your antenna up? This is your problem. Well, look, my antenna is always up. And if Chris <laughs> Evans were to ask me out on a date, I would say, date Schmate. Just marry me. Like, let's <laughs> go. Like, Christ. I have eyes. I, I know what's good for me. And he seems like a lovely gentleman. So, like, yes. of course, I would let him pay off all of my student loans <laughs> and provide me with the life that I deserve. But, um... I, and I haven't been throwing myself at Pete Davidson. <laughs> All I have said in previous podcasts was yes. that... If all these people love Pete Davidson so much, he must be an excellent boyfriend. And therefore, I would let him, just like Chris Evans, buy me dinner, pay off my student loans, and right. provide me with a room full of stuffed animals. Well, I was just trying to bring you an option that I thought would be more palatable, like that I would be approve of a bit more than Mr. Davidson. And clearly you did not want to take the bait. So that's the end of I was trying to hook you up. And clearly you're not receptive. So, you know, you're on your own. Listen, you should approve of whoever has the most money. <laughs> that is not what I'm looking for for you in the relationship realm. It's not. That, is, that is what you should approve of for me. Um, did you? Mrs. Steele has, she just is, approves of everyone. So oh, that's nice. Uh, did you hear that Abbott Elementary has gotten a full season sophomore order from ABC? 22 episodes. And as much as I squeal and whine about there not being enough episodes of television that I love, I'm so glad we're getting seasons that are this long of Abbott Elementary because it's truly the perfect feel good comedy. And it's brilliant and so great and so smart and also makes you feel warm and fuzzy inside. It's like, no notes on that show at all. I mean, at, as Beyonce has told us, a renaissance is coming. So we are getting a renaissance of releasing uh, like new music on a Tuesday or Wednesday, whatever. <laughs> um, we are getting a renaissance of uh, comedy seasons being 22 episodes. Right. And being on network television. <laughs> I know. And people caring about a show that's on network television is truly, we're going back in time. This is like 2004 right now. A renaissance, ladies and gentlemen. We are in the J-Lo and Ben Affleck. Oh. All of it. All of that. Me having um, a, a boyfriend. Yes. That is also that, that, a rena- that is, another renaissance that is upcoming. That is Chris Evans or, you know, 
Shamar Moore, maybe. Who knows? Okay, maybe. Um, all right. We were asked to discuss this since we are, you know, not in our teens. We don't know all about it. So I'm just going to read the story. A random creator on TikTok released a pink-colored dipping sauce that is not FDA-approved, labeled with false nutritional information, unsafe packaging, and the color of the sauce itself isn't consistent, having various hues of pink. Also, she hasn't described what this tastes like, and apparently it possesses a lot of gas and hisses when opened. Uh, And people being people, they purchased this sauce for $20 and became sick. They were also shipped in bags and exploded during transit. All right, well, y'all are the people who, like bought the pink sauce honestly (laughs) that's the thing is like buying it sure it's dumb of her to make this and sell this and put like fake nutritional labels on it but like you really gotta look in the mirror if you bought one of those pink sauces and consumed it like if you bought it as a joke just wanted to get on the tiktok trend make fun of it sure whatever you're still giving money to this thing that's not a thing but fine to actually ingest it is beyond wild to me like i can't understand the thought process we need to start taking accountability for ourselves ladies and gentlemen (laughs) but also the thing is like if you opened it and it like hissed and everything that makes it sound like it's a a more of like a cultured uh thing (sighs) like a like a kombucha or like a um what's it called like a kimchi thing i love i love like a cultured like pickled vinegary something so like if it's like that sort of taste i'd be down to try it Matt Steele, you please don't try this pink sauce that is not FDA approved that gets sent in the mail along like with hot Cheetos and shit. Listen. And, and it explodes. Listen. I'm asking you not to consume it. Listen. That's all I'm asking. Once I marry Chris Evans and I am very, very rich, I believe I uh, told everyone on the podcast last week that mm. when people are very, very rich, they get very, very bored and that's how they get themselves into a lot of trouble. So mm. I might, when I'm living my life of luxury, I might get really, really bored and buy some of this pink sauce. Never get that bored. That's the. I just want us to hold us into a little bit of a higher standard. Even if you are bored and married to Chris Evans, don't buy the pink sauce. Don't eat a Tide Pod. Like, don't do all of these things. We don't. We can live without. You know. You could. You know. What you could do. You could work on the podcast. Think about like, what am I going to talk about on Sunday? What's a great new video? What do I think of the Stacey Arico album? No. Which were patron requests. No, we'll have. Soon. We'll have broken up by then. <laughs> like Jesus and Marrow. Yes. It's very sad. Very sad. This I just have to say because it's a follow-up of a story of last week. Ricky Martin's nephew has withdrawn his harassment and affair claims in court. The case has been dismissed. Um, So uh, just as we had anticipated, the temporary protection order was not extended by the court. The accuser confirmed, confirmed to the court that his decision to dismiss the matter was his alone without any outside influence or pressure. And the accuser confirmed uh, he was satisfied with his legal representation in the matter. The request came from the accuser asking to d- dismiss the case. If this is all above board, great. No one wants something like that to have happened. Yes. Um, and we're going to try to be glass half full this week and say, great. Yes. I, I'm, yes? I'm glad that whatever needed to, whatever truth came out needed to come out. And uh, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm happy that it seems like Ricky Martin did not do this. <laughs> Yes, yes. I, I hope that and would like to believe that. Does a part of me have questions? Yes. Sure. But I'm going to hope for all of our mental capacities and for the safety of all involved with Ricky Martin that he did not do this. Yeah. There's only so, so much that we, any of us will ever know. <laughs> so, I know. It's true. So we, we shouldn't stress about it. 
I'm a little stressed, but I'm going to try to not be. I'm just not going to think about it. If I think about Ricky Martin, I'll get stressed, but then I just won't, and then I won't. Okay. I love that. Uh, Matt Steele, do you have any other news for idiots that you wanted to talk about? Uh, there's a question in our live chat that uh, from Grace saying, would Matt Steele date Ben Affleck? And I just want to go on the record uh, and say, yeah, I'll date anyone who's rich. <laughs> Let's go. Jesus Christ. Like, come on. Don't you think there should be more on your list besides rich? Like, rich is not the only thing that's going to make you happy forever. No, but is it is the thing that will make me the most happy forever. <laughs> it'll make you the it'll make you very comfortable. It'll make you happy now. I love I you with someone nice. I love comfort. Oh, you know I love a nice guy. You do. You know, I, you lo- love- I love a quiet, nice guy. A quiet, square, nice man. That's uh, who Matt Steele's looking for. I love it when he's short, like five foot five, and just like yep. has all like arms that he like can't put down because they're so muscly, and he just like <laughs> waddles around. Uh, I love a little box. I love a little box. You, hey, everybody loves what they love. Everyone yep. has a lid for every pot, as they say. Um. Okay. Well, I guess we'll take a quick break, and then we'll be back with more two game mats the podcast. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are back it is 5,000 degrees in my bedroom, and we are on to email my heart. And when, fun fact, I'm actually sitting in the exact location where it all began, where I uh, Skyped with Matt Palmer uh, wow. when he interviewed me to be his roommate. I was sitting on my bed right here underneath my uh, Follies poster and my Carolina Change poster. Wow, it all it's coming full circle this week. On it really is, guys. It is a renaissance. Anyway, <laughs> so we are on to email my heart. This is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two gamats at gmail dot com two spelled t w o. Or if you are watching this on YouTube, you can comment below in the YouTube comments section. So the first email comes to us from Garvin. Garvin has a, a very interesting subject line that asks: Was my date racist? Hey, Matt and Matt, so I need your input. Recently, I've decided to get back into the dating scene, so I've been swiping on Tinder. This past, I matched with... Uh, this past, I matched with a guy, a super cute guy, and decided it would be cute to ask him for drinks. This past Sunday, we went out, and I have to say we had an amazing night, and I was feeling this guy until... Dot, 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 dot. I said, I'm really having a good time. I like you. And his response was, I like you, too. Usually, I don't get along with brothers. It's really refreshing. That kind of threw me off, but I let it slide. And then when I went to pay for the bill, he goes, and you picked up the tab. Today, he texted me and wanted to hang out this weekend, but I just don't know. It seems like he likes me, maybe, but I'm not sure if I'm being oversensitive or if I should just decline to hang out again. Thanks for your advice, guys. Garvin. And uh, Matt Palmer had a follow-up question. I did. Asking, hey, Garvin, thank you for sending your question. Just so we're clear, you are both black, yes? Or is he not black? I have feelings, but I just wanted to clarify. And Garvin clarified, I am black and he is white. Which I assumed. I I took this story as uh, uh, the date was a Caucasian gentleman. In what world Matt Steele is a white gay man on a date? 
would you refer to black people as, I assume it was said, brothers? <laughs> In what world would you say, I don't usually date brothers or whatever the fuck he said? I, I hate that I'm on my soapbox. Matt Steele will speak soon as someone who has dated a lot of people over their decade of singledom. This is a red flag. If ever you walk out of a date and have to wonder, is this person a fucking racist? Whatever weird thing they showed you on the date is only going to get worse. It is their true self is only going to become more and more apparent. The microaggression there of the brothers thing was because it was so insane to me because I was like, maybe they're both black and he is like kind of a person who has a little bit of self-hatred. Maybe I could almost see it. And I would still say don't like date this person, but I almost would feel bad for them. This person's a racist. <laughs> this person is a racist who is making an exception for you because he's decided he likes you, but thinks that you are better than or other than other black people around. And then the fact that when you paid, you picked up the check, he was so fucking surprised. Absolutely not. I have never seen someone more clearly like be someone I wouldn't want to be around. Like I can't imagine you wouldn't accept a friend doing that to you. The fact I get, I understand I'm not judging you because in your, in the situation you're on a date with this guy you think is cute and nice. You're going to want to make excuses for him. You're going to want to see everything on the bright side because you like him too. You're looking at rose colored glasses from someone objectively Run, baby, run. Like, get nowhere near this person. Do not date them again. They will only reveal themselves to be more problematic and upsetting to your spirit and have you questioning things you shouldn't be questioning. I could not want you to date someone less than this person because it only is going to get worse. He's going to hurt you worse. It is going to, the more invested in him you get, the more he will let you down and drop these little things, these horrible racist bombs in conversation that you have to deal with. Like you don't need that stress. Absolutely not. Fully agree. Full <laughs> stop. Um, the, also the thing is like, of course, like even if he, you know, was just, thought he could be comfortable enough to like make even if he was just joking and which like why on what planet would you do that but even if he was just joking it's just like this is clearly someone who like does not understand like social like interaction interaction like that is not like at all a joke that is like appropriate you know so it is just someone who does not understand that um but Garvin, you know, I bet you my mom's going to listen to this and be real excited and be like, there's a single boy out there. Um, so uh, Garvin, maybe Oh, I'll, for I'll Garvin. You. Yes. You and, <laughs> I mean, yes. If you're in L.A., give Matt Steele. Hit him up. He won't do Matt anything Steele like that. Single. But... I just, I, I just, I hate hearing stuff like this yeah. because you, as a black gay person, you get microaggressed a lot and you don't realize it. Usually it's subtler than this. Like this is so blatant yeah. and you were very, very kind and not being like, what the fuck did you just say? Which is like what I probably would have said at least at this point in my life because it's crazy. Like you gave him a lot more grace than this person deserved. You clearly have such a big and open heart. You're just getting back out into the dating scene. You deserve so much better. You will find someone who yes. will like uplift you and make you feel full and whole and wonderful and supported and not like, oh, are you a racist? Like if ever you have to walk out of a situation with that question in mind, avoid them. You don't need it. It is 2022. If they have not gotten the memo on how to like interact with black people, uh, then they're not going to get it or they don't want to get it or they have people in their lives who are worse than they are. Like, no, 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 no. 
and it's like yeah obviously you don't get along uh or not you don't get along with quote unquote brothers because you say Jesus. stupid shit around them honestly <laughs> like you have well, no idea how to interact in the world sir and we love you, Garvin. I hope you yes. don't take this as any sort of reflection on you or like that you should have done X, Y, Z in the scenario. You were in a situation where you had your rose-colored glasses on and you were being very kind and open-hearted with this person who didn't deserve it. You know, yeah. they did not deserve the kindness that you brought to the table. So get out and get down. Get out now. Yeah. And, and I, I could just imagine Garvin just being like, check, please. I will pay for this date to end. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. good for you, Garvin. Garvin, you are amazing. You are a king. And you will find amazing gentlemen out there. Maybe, Absolutely. you know, Chris Evans is looking. <laughs> it's true. Everyone keep their eye out for Chris Evans. Yeah. Um, didn't we get one more question in the chat from a we, Dr. Woods? We got a question in the chat from uh, Ms. Dr. Woods. And she says, describe your ideal Beyonce 729 rollout. What is your fantasy? Close your eyes, everyone. What do you My- want most out of this? What I, I mean, A, I, I would like for me personally, and half of this is logistical for us, sorry, <laughs> but what I want is I want her to just drop the album at 9 p.m. that night, like at, or at midnight on Friday, just drop the album. I want there to be no visuals at this point. The visuals need to be a separate thing, and I want her to like post, like, look out on Netflix this time next week or something. And then there's a full fucking movie of this album available to us the following week. I wouldn't be able to take the whole visual component being a part of what's being released on Thursday. I just think it would be too much for me to handle. I don't know how we do it on a live stream. (laughs) I just feel like we will have enough with the music to take in that then having the visuals being a separate part of it would be great. Um, I would like some sort of live performances, whether they're like recordings of performances she's done that she's just putting on YouTube or on Netflix for us to watch. A whole live special would be great. Um, But the music videos, the visual, the movie, that needs to be dropped separately. And that's the most important thing I'm thinking about. (laughs) Matt Palmer, that's very nice that you wish that (laughs) that very calm, cool and collected rollout that is very organized. That makes sense. I do. But you are so basic. (laughs) I want full fledged chaos, ladies and gentlemen. I want nine o'clock to hit no album. And, and, and everyone is just like, where's this album? Where's this album? But suddenly AMC Dolby Theaters is like the only way to experience this album for the first two weeks is if Shut you up. see this in theaters. Tickets available now. And there are, there's fighting in the streets. Everyone clawing over each other to get their asses into a Dolby Theater, AMC, or some sort of whatever giant IMAX experience, 3D glasses. Like, everyone has private headphones in this theater. I want people to be crawling over dead bodies. I want it to be like a zombie apocalypse happens for people to get to experience this album and this album is nowhere not even on title for the first two weeks because if you want to experience it you have to experience the film the cinema like our i want our live broadcast to go up and then like nene leaks in that uh whatever housewives reunion i want suddenly (laughs) just our laptops to close (laughs) and because we are moving our asses to the closest movie theater that's what i want 
that would be so much. Like, that would be so stressful for me personally, while it would be amazing to watch it in the cinema. It could be announced a week from that day in the cinema. I can't have that. I need us. I, You know I love a plan. I said it in the video almost a decade ago. I like a rollout, a plan. And it's just too late for visuals for me now. If the release is Friday, just put the album out. Let us sit and absorb the album. I'll even go to the cinema. It doesn't have to be Netflix. But if it's like that sounds traumatic for me. What you just described sounds like trauma. I want trauma. I want I Beyonce <laughs> to give us trauma. Beautiful trauma. No. You know, that's a pink song, right? She I was, think so. She was singing or about Beyonce. It's a, uh, is that the album too? It's, it might it's, be the it's album a, title. It's a track as well, I think. There's yeah. A, beautiful trauma. Something like that. Yes, I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want the beautiful drama. I hope it is something that I can wrap my head around and doesn't break me. I just am I'm sick of being broken. You know what I mean? Like I and then she says you won't break my soul. That needs to be for her too. She can't break my soul in like overwhelmed joy or like fear or like just I can't be that overwhelmed and overstimulated. I'd like Something calm, cool, and collected. I want my soul to be shattered into a million Jesus pieces. Christ. I want it broken because I'm broken. Oh, my God. Well, Matt Steele. Yes. I have a question for you. Yes. What has been giving you moments, darling? Speaking of chaos, guys, I'm so sorry. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, Here we go. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this season of Big Brother is fucking delivering. J- and Jesus just Christ. when you think it's not going to deliver is when it delivers the most. At the start of the week, CBS gave the Big Brother house guests alcohol, and they got drunk. And uh, so there's, you know, Taylor, she's like the pariah of the house and everything. And this entire time, this guy, Daniel, who's an Elvis impersonator, ha- has been saying, Taylor keeps following me around. Taylor keeps following me around. And then finally, I think Taylor has a crush on me. I think Taylor has a crush on me. And everyone online, because, like, you know, everyone loves Taylor, um, mm. is like, how dare you, the audacity to think that this beauty queen loves your 35-year-old Elvis impersonating ass. You are disgusting. Well, they all had alcohol, and it comes out. Taylor's just like, guys, I have a crush on Daniel. <laughs> Amazing. Jesus. That was just the first day of the week. I, like, we are getting everything. We are getting Jasmine spraining her foot on live, tele- spraining her ankle on live television, and then a mere two hours later winning the head of household competition. And she's wheeling around the house with a like sprained ankle. She, and she had this girl, Nicole, wipe her booty after taking a dookie. We got to discuss that on the feeds. We have a gentleman, Turner, who took his first shower after two and a half weeks of being in the Big Brother house. And, and, so, and we, like, I won't go into the details, but, like, this whole week, um, you know, it was uh, like, Taylor's going to go, Taylor's going to go. And then finally, we got the outsiders who were not in the big alliance coming together. We have been wanting for years because for, there's always a big alliance and they just steamroll through everything. And the outsiders are always like, what happened? I don't know what happened. We mm. couldn't figure this out. They all figured it out, banded together. And like literally almost 24 hours ago, there's they banded together and figured out a plan. And there's going to be a giant, giant blindside this week. And, you know, a girl who I actually do really like is going home. <laughs> but, like, it's it's so great. We are setting ourselves up for a split house. There's going to be anger. There is going to be devastation. It's going to be, like, the Beyonce release of my dreams, guys. Like, this brother, big brother house is delivering. And I have to say, I love this cast. All of them. 
I think they are all messy and ridiculous. Wait, and what about the ones that were mean to Taylor? You like love them? them? Love them. Wow. <laughs> because they're just ridiculous. Like, it, there's, it's such an eclectic bunch. And they're, even though, like, you know, obviously I, I felt horrible for Taylor and everything. But, like, it, they're just giving us mess and insanity. And that's what I'm here for, guys. And the thing is, like they're hitting their downfall now. So it's like you have these people who were against this girl who everyone loves. And so right. it was frustrating for a bit. And it's like, oh, no, we don't want to see them succeed. We don't want to see them succeed. But now they are going to get it. And so all wow. the fans are just like, <gasps> it's great. <laughs> I'm so sorry to talk about Big Brother for like, what, 12,000 weeks in a row? I like mean, I, we all we've they've listened to this podcast before. Everyone knows what they're getting when they get to your giving me moments. I and, feel at and this the, point. The thing is, if you're just watching the edited edited CBS show, you are just not getting it. You're not getting the experience. You need to follow what is happening on the feeds because the CBS edited show, like it's very like for a, a like an America friendly audience, like. Oh, and they give him these like ridiculous things to say, like this girl Jasmine, who's just a perpetual hater and just. Like miserable and grumpy and a diva and like America really does not like her, but like <laughs> I like her because she's ridiculous um, and she's giving us good TV. Like they have her say she has this like fake Southern accent that she really puts on and she mm. they give her things to say like you're gonna get served a side of blindside biscuits and butter beans and it's just like this Oof. is so ridiculous. But if you are watching the feeds and watching it all happen in real time, you are going through the roller coaster of emotions with these people. It's great. I've been given moments. I, it's well, a, a million degrees in here and I can't breathe. <laughs> I'm glad that has brought you joy. I really am. I'm glad it's turned around. It seems like that was what every season needed to do is like early on there's a big alliance and the other people don't like bond together and become an alliance. It seems like they're finally doing it. So I think that is good from what yeah. you described. Love All right. It. Well, for me, giving you moments, I, I apologize. I feel like Matt Steele about pro- talking about the same thing every week. But in anticipation for Beyonce, <laughs> I have been re-listening to all of Destiny's Child's albums and all of Beyonce's albums. And I just have to say, what a career. And a career that we were alive and aware and involved in, at least at my age, from the get-go. Like, I remember first hearing No, No, No remix, the White Clef Jean version. I remember getting that first album. I remember getting the writings on the wall, seeing the Say My Name video with Latoya and Latavia cut out. Like, I have been there. I know she wrote Survivor. Well, wrote Survivor because the radio station said that being in Destiny's Child was like being on Survivor because she kept kicking people out. It's just to see it all in, um, like, order in this way like just to think about it chronologically to see the growth and I mean you know I always squawk on and on about B-Day but the difference even in her vocal delivery from Dangerously in Love Uh. into B-Day she comes into her own in such a way and I don't know if it's because she had just finished filming Dreamgirls and like they had her sing so light throughout the whole thing and she really wanted to show like I can really get up there and sing and really sing at the top of my voice and belt it out and it's really impressive but it just, it's almost like a different artist. It's like Beyonce, as good as Dangerously in Love is, she's like in her lane. She's like, I'm the new R&B pop girl. And like, I'm going to do what I did in Destiny's Child. Like, just get a little flavor on things. And then she becomes a brass instrument when B-Day gets going. And it's just like, A brass how- instrument? She becomes a brass band. <laughs> it's just wild. The fact that it was just 
like it wasn't that long in between the albums. It was 2002, I believe, when um, Dangerous in Love came out, and then she Destiny's Fulfilled in 2004, and then 06. Like it's not that long in between these two eras, but it feels like two different artists. And like the Beyonce from B Day onward just grows and grows and evolves in the most beautiful way. I re-listened to the Homecoming album, which uh. is so incredibly excellent. I also recommend if you love Homecoming, listening to the Beyonce experience, her live tour of the B Day record also available on spotify and also unbelievable it's just this woman is like sometimes it's easy to feel like oh maybe beyonce's overrated we give her so much we talk about her as if she's perfect and flawless but she's the artist of our generation like period like she has done it all has grown so much as getting better and better each day and still commands the attention of the world with this release I just, the fact, like, I saw that Twitter Music is changing their name every day up until the album being like, Twitter Music is listening to B-Day and, like, going through her solo discography every week or every day up until Renaissance. And it's just the fact that this far into her career, she has been doing this for so long. She's still pushing the envelope and getting people excited to this degree is truly unbelievable. I'm so proud of her. And it's so crazy because it's like she's older than me. She's been famous forever. But I'm still proud of her. I even watched some of those old, like I watched that, um, the Making of Four documentary where she like just is managing herself for the first time and, you know, is putting together the Run the World Girls video. I watched the behind the scenes of like her Beyonce little vignettes, like the four documentary things that are on her YouTube. And it's like, Jesus, she has really fought and clawed for this. And even though, of course, she doesn't give us much one-on-one, like, let's talk time these days, the growth and the evolution of this person is so evident. And I'm just so excited to see what she gives us this week. And I can't believe it's this week. I can't believe that. And the amazing thing is, like, it feels like yesterday that she broke off and became a solo artist. Absolutely it does. Like, and... And it, but it was it's it's been so long it's been it's so been long and yet so we're still long. kids you know <laughs> but like it, and it's what's so amazing about Beyonce's career is you can really pinpoint the markers of every time she has shifted the game and she has yes. like risen to a new level like there are such clear cut moments yes. that you really see the evolution of her and the climbing up the mountain and she just keeps going up and up and up and it's just incredible she's amazing guys this is our last podcast before renaissance <laughs> releases so oh, we're gonna be new people we really will be i thank you so much for listening and watching next time you hear from us we will have elevated alongside miss Knowles carter and i'm excited to see who we become this time next week <laughs> oh thank you all so much for listening and watching and we'll be back next week with more two game ads the podcast bye guys bye <laughs>